Hello and welcome to the next episode of DFT's Dungeon. My name is probably Daniel Terry, and I have a very, very fun conversation for this episode with Matt Ellis of A Hope for Home. These guys have been a band I've been following for a really long time. I actually interviewed Matt back in 2020, pretty much right in the midst of COVID, and we were talking about the possibility of A Hope for Home releasing new music. Obviously, things have not always gone as planned. Wait's finally over. The band is actually putting out a new record, and it is coming out very, very soon. September 2nd, I think. I will actually have a link to the band camp for A Hope for Home. I have listened to this record, and I'm very happy with what I've heard. So uh, I think you guys will be too. But that's enough of me yabbering. So let's get right into my chat with Matt Ellis. See you guys very soon. So it's interesting that you hit me up at the time that you did, because I remember you sent me the message and at first I sat there and read it and I was like, I was like, oh, I would like to talk about this because we were talking about this two years ago about having a new release. And then like the world like has basically (laughs) been trying its hardest to destroy itself (laughs) ever since that moment. Yep. And then I was like, I don't know if he knows that I'm not doing the other podcast anymore. Um, And then I was like, I don't care. I still want to have the chat. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? I appreciate that. Yeah. If anybody's uh, tuning in, I don't know if people tune into podcasts or not, but I am talking with Matt Ellis of A Hope for Home. How's your evening treating you? It's going. Um, yeah. You know, hanging in there, going well. Uh, finally, uh, you know, through the like 95 degrees every day in the, in the East Coast. So uh, things are looking up. That is so weird. It's funny because like I'm wearing a hoodie right now in my basement because it is so cold. Because I would keep it like at a solid like 65 degrees, but Jones. then I'll wa- <laughs> but then I'll walk outside. Well, I'm in the Midwest, so it's like uh, I walk outside and it's completely different. It's like walking into an Amazon rainforest. <laughs> right, right. Like your entire body is covered with with sweat and water w- within maybe 30 seconds. So, like just like a quick walk to your car. And you can get the extremes in like one day too there, which is, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It could be like 30 degrees <laughs> next week. It's like, especially, especially as like summer decides to wind down. Right, right. And uh, they're like, oh cool, these guys are going to talk about the weather. That's cool. That's um, <laughs> what happens when you get old, right? I know. It's so funny the things that I get excited about now. Like my wife has me water her garden like all the time. And so like. I'll go outside and water the garden, but then I get like super stoked if it rains. It's yeah, it it it's it's a it's a long term the process of you're not just you know watering the garden once you're you're caring for a whole thing yeah right absolutely okay so in case anybody didn't know Matt and I had a pretty long chat about two years ago on Discuss Metal we were talking about I remember we went through the entire history of a hope for home and. Um, we talked about, you know, sort of like the changes between the records. It was all very discography discussion stuff. Uh, and it was good. But we had sort of talked about, I, I remember asking at one point, like literally like, yeah, so it's been like 10 years. So like what's going on, you know, with, uh, with, with music and all that. And you had talked about, well, we're thinking about, you know, at the very least recording an EP. We're talking about like recording, you know, or maybe, maybe like pieces of an entire composition it's really really cool to sort of you know have come sort of full circle and now these songs are real and 
anybody that looks at your guys' social media posts and is like, they're not going to do anything. They keep saying they're going to do something. Which I will take full responsibility for. It's, it's. <laughs> I know that was me always being like, we're going to do it next month. I swear we're going to do it. Oh, whoops. Uh, right. But it's real now. It's real. You've heard it. It's- I can confirm. I've heard it. I haven't heard it in its finished form, but it is, in fact, a real thing. So I guess, you know, to, to keep it, you know, creepily personal, what is the thing that you're the most excited about with this release as far as, like, on a personal level? I think that just that we pulled it off, honestly. Um, because it's been a thing that, you know, at various stages of wanting to do it and feeling uh, like something would be possible to get everyone back together again in different moments in life over the past 10 years or so. Uh, plus, you know, just the geographic dist- distribution of all of us, you know, different life stuff coming up. Um, you know, I always wanted to do something and I didn't know what it would look like, knowing full well that it was never going to be, you know, something on the level of what we were doing sort of while we were an active band, like in the Realis era or something like this, right? Um, but even honestly, like, having it done and it's a little it feels a little longer than an ep like i was expecting you know tech technically i think it 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 crosses the line when the, the track length the track the track numbers aren't there but uh the the total running time technically i think raa uh, is a full length but we'll just call it a record yeah it doesn't um, have to be at least 30 minutes or something to be considered I, it's a full something length. like that. yeah yeah um so we we, we make it um but honestly it's I, I like it, I'm proud of it, but like that we were able to pull it off with like, I finished my PhD during the recording process. Um, Lance, our drummer, had a kid during the recording process. To say nothing of like the pandemic and as you said at the beginning here, like just everything is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I would have been excited to have pulled this off in like 2017 or something like that but the fact that we even pulled it off now um i just that, that we finally have it and it's like finally just about ready to go out um yeah i'm just i'm really it's rejuvenating and it, and it feels good to be writing and creating music again yeah i'm looking at you know all of your all of your guitars behind you and you know <laughs> all of that and was there any so, so i'm sure it's not that like you probably ever like put them down for extended periods of time or maybe you have but was there anything like like somewhat nostalgic about the process of, of sort of sitting like I guess a better question is uh, was it sort of a nostalgic like oh we're gonna sit down we're gonna do this we're gonna uh, we're gonna sort of get those old feelings or was it like the newer process like so different from the old um it's weird it mostly the latter but then like moments getting into it with the former um, and I mean that insofar as like right up until now everything that we've actually released that anyone's heard has been stuff that we like for the most part have pretty explicitly sat down in a room we always prided ourselves on like we're a very democratic band everyone sits together and talks about the ideas and like making eye contact in a room and feeling a vibe out you know obviously impossible when we live in five different states right right Um, and so None of that happened, and so it was very different. The writing process was way different. It was a lot of being alone and, like, recording just random ideas into logic, you know, on my own, like, riff ideas um, into logic and, like, sharing files. Um, But, like, honestly, once the file sharing started to happen and then even in preparing, like, uh, just to sort of get back in the mindset, right? Because the other thing, and maybe we'll talk about this later, I don't know, but the other thing is just the, like, we haven't put out a record for 10 years 
Um, we also haven't really been in the music scene for the past 10 years and it has changed a lot. And like, obviously we still listen and I still, you know, am in it insofar as like a, a, a consumer. Um, but like I, the scene we were in is over. That that thing has sort of run its course, right? Um, there's a whole new wave of, of stuff that, that part of me is I'm really excited about because it feels like more it would have been up our alley like we felt very stifled kind of in the in the late late aughts and early teens right and it, i do get the sense that it's sort of more the scene is much more open than, than it was this kind of thing but so there was a fear of like well, what is it going to be like how do we write another record and honestly just sitting down and being like all right i'm going go on spotify and i'm going to put my headphones on and i'm going to play through all of our old records to remember what this was sure. like yeah um, and that was very this moment of like Wow! Oh, right. I remember, yeah, we did we did this thing, and and then of course parts where you're like, how I can't remember how I played that at all whatsoever. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, and then and then even like kind of getting into the process later, where I'd be you know relearning a song and being like, oh, I remember why we got sick of this and like why we wanted to do something else. And I think that kind of headspace really helped with the new record because it wasn't obviously the full potential of how you would have been able to do it but i think i was able to kind of revisit uh uh even not just like what it was like when we were active but like also the stuff that we were uncomfortable with or the stuff that pissed us off like oh we, that, that has to be in there a little bit so that we remember what we would have done in 2013 or something like that right yeah and that's interesting too that you that you're still sort of wanting to have a more i want to say more fresh perspective like because you're like I want to I want to sort of get in that mode of, of of sort of what we were doing back then but at the same time I also don't want to sort of jump on the nostalgia train and, and you know and, and just go full swing because I feel like that is kind of the easy thing to do totally, uh, totally. especially now when you're when you're sort of seeing stuff like uh when you're starting to see a lot of um throwback stuff you know mm -hmm. i think the the last new record i bought was like the new norma jean record and that had a lot of like sort of throwback callback right. sort of stuff and don't get me wrong as a, as a as a consumer i'm like yes do more of the thing that i like right right exactly you know? i liked you when you did that do that again yeah <laughs> right uh but at the same time like the the quote unquote um music critic person in me is all like oh, okay but like i i want to know what a hope for home in 2022 what that's like what, how, how can i crack that opening open up my little charts and do the compare and contrast and yeah. <laughs> you know how is it gonna how is it gonna differ how is it gonna make me feel the same is it gonna make me feel the same i am happy to report that when you sent me the file uh i was not immediately fired from my job so that was <laughs> Okay, that good. was super cool. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, but they did give me mandatory fifty-hour work weeks right after that. So there's there's always something, something work-related. The curse of, of us releasing new music for you. So, you know, I don't know. Well, no, it's all good. It's a, it's <laughs> it's that it's that really weird thing that I've burdened sort of burdened you with. Um, but no, I think it, that like not jumping and I, and I say not jumping on the nostalgia train for anybody that's listening to this and is like worried that we're talking about like, you know, they sat down and recorded their version of Dark Side of the Moon or, you know, something <laughs> like that. That's that's not I mean, if you if you like a hope for home, this you're going to you're going to like this. You're going to you're going to enjoy what you waited for, uh, you know, for because that, that's sort of how I felt even on my like little shitty cell phone speaker. I was kind of like kind of like vibing with sort of the mixture of of 
you know the the, the tried and true mixture of, of sort of atmospheric you know building of songs songs that sort of go everywhere where they logically should go if that makes Ooh. sense yeah um, but then also sort of you know um, it still has that aggression and I don't mean aggression like that there's there's a sick breakdown at 302 right. or something right, right. but I mean just like like the real sort of human emotion of frustration and it's it's always like oh, i like that i don't think i've ever heard anyone describe our music as, but you're right it's totally that is an affect that is i think we've always wanted to just have frustration at some point. yeah because yeah, it it's never been like an angry band right like it never never been like i mean it's it's different to be angry but then to be angry or frustrated at, at a specific thing you right. know and uh, but no, I, I really felt that through it, and I think that we can all sort of relate to frustration, uh, especially now with with a variety of different topics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually just got news a couple of days ago that um, the technical school that I went to growing up, that I incurred like lots and lots of debt on, was completely uh, like th- those debts were all basically. Oh, forgiven. ITT, the ITT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so like thirty thousand dollars gone. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Like you know, a rare win uh, these days. You know, absolutely. And I think what was interesting about it is, I mean, obviously I was excited, you know, and so I wanted to sort of share that excitement. The yeah, way yeah. That, the way that we all share things in 2022, which is we make a post about it on our social media. And um, I didn't get a lot of hate, but a lot of the people that I knew that had sort of were, were sort of going through that that I had gone to school with were also getting that. And then just all of the sort of negativity that came along with that, with people being upset, like, well, our tax dollars are paying for yeah. it and this and this and this and this. And, um, you know, it, it is one of those things where it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess technically in a certain sense they are correct. Um, you know, and I can argue, you know, I can come back mm-hmm. and be all like, well, I was paying taxes while I was paying right, those right. loans back, you know, right. all of that stuff. But uh, but I think that that was sort of the frustration. That was the first thing that I sort of like vibed with because it was like right as I'm listening to this record, oh, you know. And um, and so, yeah, I, I got that. That feeling of frustration was very, very relatable. And I guess that's that's sort of what I would like to get into a little bit with the sort of the focus of, of this podcast being more on like, you know, like our feelings uh, about sort of some of the frustrations and, and maybe topics. And I'm not necessarily asking for like a lyrical analysis or a sure. explanation, because as I spoke of sort of in a, I did an at the drive in uh, episode recently and I was talking about how I have no idea what their lyrics are about and I don't care, you know, because it's just it, because I have certain associations with those songs that are unique only to me, which in my mind, like in sort of enhances that level of enjoyment. Right. Um, but you know, if you would feel comfortable sharing maybe some of your frustrations that went into this vibe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is interesting. Um, and that's, you know, been, always been a thing we've been very focused on is, uh, wanting to not, you know, say something, we want to say something in this, in this regard. Right. But, right. um, you know, put, putting as much weight on sort of the conceptual thing as the music itself, or at the very least, not not maybe framing it as a separate thing, but like, you know, really hand in hand, right? You know, I would say when I when I first started to write for this record, probably like in 2015 or so, which again was the just at the level of, you know, you said earlier like points at which you didn't play guitar. Like I early aughts, I really didn't play guitar much i was so i was like i needed to step away from music 
I was also depressed about like I wanted it to work out better or something like this and so I was like I'm gonna dive into something else right yeah um but at the time when I really first started writing a lot of the sort of emotions were you know getting older uh things changing and just like you know which is which is I think a a, a bit of a departure we, we talked about this a little bit on in abstraction with stuff like the house where you were born right yeah. it, I think at the beginning it was a lot of that kind of stuff of just kind of like entering our late 20s and early 30s and experiencing this what anyone entering their late 20s and early 30s experiences and sort of really trying to sort of cope and deal with it um and I would say I think overall effectively that's still in there but over over the past couple of years uh things really I think narrowed in a focus of and I'm sure you know part of this is just me as a pretentious annoying person like by academic studies and what I think about and write about and that a lot of that is in the lyrical co concepts here um yeah but outside of that for in a more just kind of like yeah that frustration sense is kind of a you know I always go back to this sort of this is this is going to be kind of a corny reference but uh the, the, I, and I promise I'm I okay I don't need to apologize for it the new <laughs> the new Bo Burnham special uh, which okay. I think is really interesting, but the last song has this refrain where he where he just sort of says, "Everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody knows," and in that's you know aside from the, all the rest of it, that's a thing that I really has over the past like three or four years just like the the sharpest way I can describe the experience of now. Right, everybody knows. Right, yep. you don't even need to say what it is. Everybody knows. Right, and so I think that's really a thing that that i tried to at least lyrically and conceptually put into this record that like everyone knows that like this is not tenable and like this something is this is different and like ah you know um and so i think very more specifically conceptually you know different songs talk about that in different ways but i think as a whole um it, the focus is really just that sense of that everybody knows thing right um the title Years of Silicon is a reference to uh, Italy in the 1960s and 70s went through a period that's called the Years of Lead, right? And there are just all of these kind of, there's just violence and political assassinations, both on the right and the left, um, kind of as a society that was rebuilding itself after fascism in, in the 40s was trying to sort of, it, it was a mess, right? And it was just violence and a mess everywhere. Um, and there's a version where it kind of feels like that now, right? And yeah. our, and the experience of living through it just feels like the strings are all vibrating, but also that like, you know, how much of this is spent online and how much online is a thing that just is like, the, the, the difference of what online felt like five years ago and what it feels like now is palpable. And so that was, I think, maybe more concretely and concisely the the, the frustration thing was like that's it that's this focus of like yeah <laughs> no i feel like there's a lot of there, there's a lot to dig into with that uh you know because the the experience of online now is such a you know and this is not going to be one of those like we're going to just talk about these damn kids these days you know sort of <laughs> sort of thing but it is you know th there is a certain level of most of the most of the online interaction i have now see back in the day back in the day <laughs> when when you used to go to like hardcore.com and download single mp3s of of yeah. 
you know, or you'd listen to your favorite band on MySpace or Pure Volume or, you know, all those websites. And, um, but it was kind of just like our playground. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we were like, we were like 15, 16 years old, maybe in high school, maybe a little bit older, you know, and, um, making the horrible decision to go to, to go to a fake technical college. <laughs> uh, but like, it was sort of our playground. And now what we're sort of looking at now is everyone. Yeah. Is online. So that's like, Every, if, everyone is online. <laughs> yeah, so like if I, you know, if I used to be, you know, because I used to be a little bit of an internet edge lord, you know what I mean? Just anything I could do to upset people. But part of the reason I did that was because it was so anonymous. Yeah. And, and I was honest with people. Like it's because nobody knows who I am, and it's because, you know, I just want to see these reactions from people. Um, but I could also very freely voice my opinions on yeah, things, totally. and I could freely voice my views on things. And uh, I did that specifically because my mom couldn't see it. Right. It was still <laughs> kind of subcultural, to, you know, to an extent. You know, it was like I think about like I in the same way. And like when I was a teenager, like, you know, the something off the something awful forums uh, that grew yeah. into like early weird Twitter is like a foundational part of my coming online experience. Right. Um, and that internet is gone. Well, it, well, and some would say it's you know exacerbated, and now it's everybody. But yeah, totally, it's 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 different. It's gone, you know. Yeah, and it's weird too because of all that sort of strife that we see now. And I think that this—I was actually talking to somebody at work about this, and it, he's probably—he was, was probably really annoyed because he he just wanted to scan boxes, and I wanted to get really deep, you know. <laughs> and so. Uh, you know, I was I was sort of talking about that whole, you know, the the online interaction and the the, the strife of it and the arguments and the frustrations. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted it to be abundantly clear that society has always been that way, has mm. always been divisive. You know, so it's not it's not necessarily the advent of the internet that has caused you know. And so for you making for you making the historical reference that that you're making really sort of proves that. Um, that the, these sort of you know societal upheavals and, and, and society trying to rebuild itself into whatever the yeah. newer norm is, right? Because the old ways don't work anymore. You want to throw them out. You want to you want to try to do new things. But there's people that like the old ways, and there are people that are going to fight down to the last man, woman, right. and child to protect <laughs> the old days. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I'm basically just repeating what you said at this point, because now that all sort of exists, but it's like virtual. So like people's feelings get hurt um maybe maybe not as many people get hurt uh you know in real life although even that's sort of uh starting to change right right but no but but that but that's exactly right right that like there also is a version of it where you know another thing people have said is like it's kind of interesting that there haven't been quite the same le there hasn't been quite the same level of like actual political violence as there was in the 60s and 70s. I mean, even in the U.S., like, you know, all the assassinations in 68, Martin Luther King, RFK, you know, uh, their bombings all the time, right? And I do think a part of it is just that, like, you know, there's this weird valve of culture, this cultural <laughs> valve of the internet that people just dump stuff into. And we're only, like, it, it was fine for a while, but right now we're starting to see it really start to bleed out into the quote-unquote real world. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a little terrifying, but yeah, that that frustration too, you know, frustration. I, I'm just gonna call this episode frustration with. Metals, I like it. I like you know, it. Yeah, like uh, because it it is uh, it is frustrating because I, I remember being very very irritated that 
you know, I, I, I had this like great news that I wanted to share, and then yeah. somebody somebody had to just walk in and just and just take a huge dump all over it, you know, because and and, and me, you know, having those sort of feelings of look, this isn't about you, it's about me, and then. I also have this existential crisis where I was like, well, maybe it shouldn't be about me because ultimately I'm not important and I don't matter. And, you know, all of those sort of uh, things that you <laughs> sort of battle with. Right. right. And um, but then I also like, you know, what I what I was talking about was was basically just like a purely financial thing. Yeah. But then you also have people that have these like majorly like life affecting decisions that they make that are hard you know, and actually like painful to their existence, but then you still have these same people sort of roll in and crap on it. Like, and it's heartbreaking kind of to see that. I mean, it's bad to experience it, but like, mm -hmm. what what happened with me is like not even a drop in the bucket in comparison to the sort of really hard like stands that people have made, and um, just have just just be basically being completely exposed. Mm -hmm. to the world like you have a facebook post but like anybody can share that yeah right right who, who knows where it'll reach and where it'll go yeah yeah and then you get notifications so like even if like xyz facebook you know page or group or whatever i'm using facebook even though that's clearly not all of social media anymore but um you know it can go to like all of these all of these different places and then you're getting a notification every time somebody is going to publicly call you out on something or is is publicly going to to make assumptions about you that mm -hmm. are typically cruel <laughs> you know and completely unfair yeah and which is so much of just a need to because and this is this is something we talk about on the record this like this paradoxical sense of like it feels like everything's speeding up but at the same time it also feels like it's so slowed down and just nothing's changing we're stuck it's changing super fast but we're also stuck right but that sense of frustration, that helplessness, in a way, like I want to feel, I want to believe that there is a possibility of like filtering that into like a useful end because nobody likes this. But what you're describing here, I think, is the the like obverse side of it where that sense of helplessness that people might have is like, well, now I can, I am so frustrated with xyz issue i saw this post about this guy in student loans ah, finally i can yell at somebody about this thing that i and no one i know have any control over whatsoever right but right. i can just if i can just tell him off man oh that'll feel that'll feel so good it's like that's the structure Be because in in as i think you pointed out yeah it's not that people haven't always been like this uh the difference now is that like it feels like they're everyone knows that there's no way to deal with it and so we just do it online instead right right it's the it's the acceptable way to, yeah, to sort yeah. of deal with it you know it's the it's the nice mannered like uh, you know i'm gonna tell you that you and all your friends are are you know losers or whatever that was a really vanilla and nobody says you're you and your friends are losers <laughs> it's it's much worse than that that feeling of of sort of always having you know and that that's something else, and i'm jumping around a little bit here but like that that sort of feeling and i think the reason that people are like that and i when i say people i've done all of this stuff too i'm oh, sure absolutely I've totally horrifically i've said horrifically cringy things in the past and like i try yeah. not to now but i'm still going to i've i mean i'm a dad like i literally can't help it like it's <laughs> like it will happen but uh but i also think that like part of it too is that everybody has this dragon that they're trying to to slay yeah. right like everybody's got the, this this big issue 
that they, that they want to complete, and everybody's sort of on a crusade to sort of get everybody on their page, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And um, I, I've thought about that a lot, especially like in doing podcasting. Like you know, you'll get like a, a negative review or something, and it will be because they like, I don't know, like they didn't like they either didn't like your opinion on something or your opinion didn't match theirs or, or, or something along those lines. And it's like, this person literally got this up in arms about <laughs> something that I said, somebody who's nobody, like you can literally, yeah. you can literally just hit the stop button <laughs> and, and I go away forever, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Yeah. uh, but they, they went out of their way to, to sort of launch this really, really big tirade. And I started analyzing why, like I would do things like that too. Sure. Especially when I was much younger and I was like super involved in like church and all of that. And you, you know, you're sort of, I don't want to say brainwashed. I mean, in, in some cases you are, you know, mm -hmm. to think a certain way and to, to always stand up for, for certain things. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and so I was sort of analyzing like, but, but now that I'm not sort of in that environment anymore, why would I keep doing it after the fact? And I honestly think the reason is because I'm frustrated that just working a job all week and then coming home and you know yeah i've got like my side hustles and stuff mm -hmm. that i do but but i think that there just doesn't seem to be especially you know as we go through the last couple of years people are just starting to be like is this is this it like Dude, is this yeah, all exactly. that there is with exactly. life exactly 100 percent. yeah it's a you know uh, you know obviously it's more uh, I, I would, you know, say that you could take this into a more specific material critique of it, but like it is a crisis of meaning, I think, kind of everywhere, right? And like something yeah. like COVID, I think, really exposed it. Like, you know, not to again sound, you know, really, you know, looking backwards or conservative or whatever, but like, you know, there used to be a project of society, you know, e even if it was something silly like rebuild. Uh, 2.5 kids after World War II and your white picket fence and blah, blah blah. But there was a project, and everybody felt like, well, there's a per there's a like a arrow pointing that way, and we're supposed to do. There's no project anymore. Not only no. is there no project, but like we have a big crisis that maybe we could rally everyone and be like, hey, let's all get together and do something. But it turns out it's just everyone for themselves. <laughs> Yeah, it's like load up the shotguns and the spam and, you know, sit on your mountain of resources. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's no that's no way to live in a society. That's no way to be with people. Like, and right. hence, people are frustrated. Frustrated. Back to the, yeah. Yeah, the top, full circle. You're better at this than I am. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and that, it, you know, whenever I'm talking about a vibe, too, um, I use words like vibe now instead of breakdown and, and stuff like that. But it's like... Part, part of that vibe that I got, you know, listening to this record, it was just th this sort of feeling of like, you know, because I was working alone. So, of course, I felt like a little bit isolated. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other aspect of it, too, of like, I literally, instead of just continuing on with my task, because, I mean, typically that does make the time go by faster. And then you can sort of leave and then go <laughs> yeah. do what go what, go do what you want to do with your the day. All right? running out the clock. Yeah. So what do I do? Uh, I do what everybody does. Well, nobody's around, so I whipped out my phone, you know, and I pulled I pulled up my, uh, now everybody knows I have a Sonic background, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I whip out my phone and I'm just sort of like, uh, let's see if I got any uh, any more uh, Apple iTunes reviews today, or yep. let's see if, uh, yep. you know, let's see how the, how the boys in the Discord are doing. I mean, I, and I'm really bad too, like a coworker will be 27 feet away from me and I'll just text them. <laughs> you know, like, like it's it, without having that interaction. But the reason that I felt so drawn to that was because I was alone. 
I was mm-hmm. isolated. And for whatever reason, instead of like going and finding someone to talk to, I was like, no, I'm just going to look through my little sort of magic window here. And this is what is going to connect me with the rest of the world. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a redirecting of that need. And that need's never going to go away ever. Like no matter what anybody, any of the, you know, Silicon Valley people want to say, like, I think you're, even though you consciously know you can go walk 27 feet over to your coworker or whatever, like you want connection, you want to talk to somebody and like that, that's a thing that is, is just as part of this whole sort of crisis, I think is, uh, uh, any, is anything else, right? I mean, the lockdown pr- proved it, that, you know, it turns out people need to be with other people, even if they don't think, yeah. even if they, even if they're like, I'm an introvert, I like being inside. I heard so many people, I love being inside. I actually like, the- no, you don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, may- like, maybe it's, maybe you are more of an introvert than I am, but like, it, I, no, we, it doesn't work like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's, and it's funny, you know, even using the word introvert, one of the things that I see most pervasive too in that whole like people trying to find meaning or to try to sort of understand why they are the way that they are. I mean, like obviously there's a lot of us and more people that I think are willing to admit we all sort of felt weird always in comparison to other people. Totally. Yeah. You know, and I think so that's I, why we're into this music too. You know, it's the oldest story, but it's true. Like there's something here that like I, that doesn't work. I need to go do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I need to resonate with that. And I also think that that's why we sort of start seeing the... I've never heard more medical terminology thrown around in my life than, I, than, I've, ever, than I've heard. You know, and, you know, you hear it all. I've, I've got, uh, you know, or I'm, you know, starting off, I'm an introvert. Okay, right. but what, is, what does that actually mean? Like, you don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> yeah. ever? Or are there just, like, maybe you just don't identify with most people? Right. Yeah. Is this a medical diagnosis? Did you did you take tests? Were you diagnosed with introversion? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it is one of those like, you know, or did you just decide I'm an introvert and that's the thing that I'm going to use to describe myself yeah, because yeah. maybe I'm not maybe I'm not totally comfortable with who I am. So I'm going to sort of grab this narrative and sort of follow it because and I it's funny because like I don't necessarily think those people are liars. Oh, totally. It, yeah, it's yeah. just that it's just that they've sort of been like, OK, I noticed that I don't like talking to people uh, very much, so there's got to be a word for that, you know. And then they look it up, and they're like, "Okay, here's the word for it." But then that also sort of gives them gives them a little bit of like a roadmap to follow on mm-hmm. how to behave. Because I don't know yeah. about you, but like even doing even doing like these interviews and doing podcasts and stuff, a lot of the time, I still when I sit down in front of the computer, I'm like, "Okay, but how am I supposed to act?" You know, like how <laughs> yeah. how am I supposed to you know. And so every now and again, you get a podcast out of me where I'm being a sleazy radio announcer. Like, we've got these guys that bring us the sickest riffs this week. And then other times I'm like, so um, there's a song on your new record about your, about your dog dying. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? You know, like, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of that, you know, if I could come up with like a word for that or, or just decide one, sit down one day and say, I'm going to be this kind of public right. speaker. Right. Um, and then I would have a roadmap to follow and it would all be good because all I have to do is sort of like check all of those little boxes. And it, Oh, I'm like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes like the uncertainty of the world away to a degree. Yeah. You know, people, the, the past 20 years have been very different. And, and I think so much of this stuff, yeah, is just like, it turns out this is how people respond to these changes, you know? And, 
yeah, the frustration thing is, I think, a key part of it is like, at least for me, that's well, that's the way I'm that's the way I'm coping with it. So, <laughs> right. This is what this is how I have decided I'm going to officially respond. Yeah. Here's my press release. You know, like, <laughs> let's let's go get yeah. call all the call all the cameras and the reporters and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to keep this from being a chat just totally about uh, complaining about the Internet, because the obviously the Internet's not. The internet is not why this behavior exists. Absolutely. And we wouldn't have been able to do this record without it. I mean, the band wouldn't have happened without it. You know? Right. I'm not, I'm not a Luddite. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, think. I mean, even think about this. Like, you know, we're having a conversation about this. What would this have looked like in 2001? Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. You would have still had to be a touring band. You would have had to come somewhere near me. I'd had to drive up. Then we would have had to go like find a quiet place inside of like some garbage venue, (laughs) you know, and then sit sit there and sip on our like you know vitamin waters or whatever, and like just you know try try to have a deep conversation. But then like people are walking up and talking to you the whole time and being like, you know, hey, uh, we got to go do this or this or this. You're you're like, okay, great, great, great. Hold that thought. Can you can we pause this for a minute? You know, like all of that stuff. And so yeah, you do have sort of the the better idea of like you and I are just sort of sitting in our homes talking and it's great. But, um, you know, as far, you know, other than frustration, we'll get off that for a minute. What else sort of, uh, going into this record, what other feelings and ideas sort of surfaced in this recording? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, two others that, that sort of kind of, uh, without, you know, specifically, you know, cause I could, I could sit and say like, specifically this song is about this specific thing right and i'll probably do that later i don't but like just in the abstract and i think it's pretty clear when you read the lyrics the at like direction wise especially what like nathan our vocalist and i were, were talking about sort of two things that hovered over it other than the kind of the attempt at critique the frustration thing i would say are uh one a sort of a, a desire to almost like go back and revisit some of the kind of, I don't know what the right word is, uh, like the lyrical impulses that we used to deal with now that we're like 35, right? Right, right. And like, well, how do we think about this now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if this is really a, a 1A, 1B thing, I would say. Um, the sort of the hope aspect of it is you know we hope is in the name right uh uh but at the same at the same time we've i don't think we've ever really been a hopeful <laughs> been a hopeful bit like the whole emotion behind all of our music is kind of always like expressing the the worry of hopelessness um but uh what would what would it then mean to think about a different kind of hope than maybe what we were really attempting in the early days of the band i would say and i think those are two two avenues we really really went down nathan especially um a lot of the lyrics to uh, nathan's stuff and unlit beacon uh the third song and i think the last song um which called the beach beneath the street are are examples of nathan going back and picking like in places like a word or, or two words from an earlier song from like even back it's as far as like the everlasting man interesting and like tweaking it for now right if that makes sense um, yeah I think he, he has a line I, I i'm gonna butcher it exactly but he says like redefine my hope for something else i i i forget what it is but it's exactly this right that like 
there was this very abstract sense of we wanted to talk about hope in a way in like our really early stuff where we were 21 years old and church kids and really just being like feeling like we were really dealing with weighty ideas and sure maybe we were and you feel a lot when you're 20s you know you oh, probably yeah. you feel a ton in your 20s because your brain is still developing right um but uh you know the the feelings were always sort of often i should say not always often dumped into a like and then this is sort of the accepted way that you deal with it and sort of how you're supposed to then cope in the hope right or something like this right whereas now it's like well, what if what if we don't know what what if things actually are looking pretty bad how do you then still find a way to think of some kind of hope it certainly isn't going to look like it used to look right and i think that's the conclusion that runs through a lot of this record um but it's it, but it's still there um yeah. at least for me on the last song the beach beneath the street which is sort of a reference to french situationists uh, uh, art, 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 political movement in the '60s, sort of around Paris, 1968. It was a graf graffiti that they would uh, spray paint, um, sort of during the the, uh, uh, the unrest in Paris in the in the in the '60s. The beach is beneath the street, or beneath the. I think the actual translation in French is like underneath the cobblestones the beach which like just the image of like you know like, let's literally we need to get the bricks out of here Someone yeah rip them out one by one yeah that's down there the good shit's down there what are we doing <laughs> who built this right and so that that's kind of a way to that la that last song is a way for us i think to kind of try to find some kind of sense of a hope right like it feels real bad but like i'm not even proposing anything but like there's something there it's it's down there right there there's some hope and so i think that 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 would be another kind of vibe vibe to to go back to this term right that, yeah. that runs through the, the whole record that's interesting and for a couple of reasons one we felt we, we you know every we all felt a certain way when we were younger obviously you know and we tackled what we thought to be you know some pretty serious shit you know, mm -hmm. when we were when we were younger. But what's interesting about it is that we didn't have the tools exactly to solve yeah. those problems, you know, um, and you get older. And because at first when you first started talking about it, uh, I, I was kind of like, OK, so, you know, we've got sort of the tools to tackle these things because we have the experiences. You know, we have sort of the knowledge, the understanding of how things typically go. You know, and, and we, you know, and, 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 you know, now we're going to, we're going to use all of that knowledge and all of that to solve the problems that we have. Uh, but there's a catch. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the catch is, is that we may be having the same problems, but it turns out that, you know, we, we, it, with our age and experience has come new and more complex issues instead of being an easy problem to solve. Now it's this super, super gigantic equation that you have to figure out and you're you're smart enough to figure it out but the task is so daunting totally you know and at the end of it you know you might flip the board over and say done and then there's a whole other equation yeah waiting. exactly you know? turns out this is way more complicated <laughs> than i thought it was yeah it, right yeah <laughs> yeah like oh no yeah i mean it's like it's like trying to fix your dryer you know like you know you're like oh it's just a it's just a bad thermostat don't worry about it and then you know but you know in, 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 out, yeah. yeah an hour later in a, in a bucket of profanity later it's like <laughs> you, you've got yeah you've got the entire thing disassembled on your floor and you're like i don't even know 
yeah where where i started you know yeah. and uh that's that's very that's very fun yeah yeah it's so not yeah, fun yeah yeah fun's just sort of a blanket term for it but that's definitely that's definitely i think a focus for this uh and if we keep going you know i think that was also a way to to bring it all the way back to the very early question you asked um a really interesting way to think lyrically because you know i really we really did this record in two phases right um we wrote it you know some of the riffs are as old as 2016 i would say really but the majority of it was written during the pandemic um, okay and so song wise things were pretty solid for like 2020 into 2021 um and uh with the exception of like you know lots of textures and sequencing and structures changed but like kind of here's the bare skeleton outline musically um no lyrics at all um lyrics really uh january of this year through uh, may, may june or so that it suddenly like okay we've dumped a bunch of emotion into sounds and like i knew what we wanted i wanted to talk about and we wanted to talk about but like i didn't know specifically what it was going to look like right so like this year january to june or so was the phase of putting it into words and so in a way it was really interesting revisiting our old stuff for a second time precisely in this regard right because like learning how to write music again and like playing guitar was like oh right i used to like want to do this chuggy weird thing here and like i still love metal but like you know overall as a sound we should do that like oh right we're maybe not going to do that in this part here fast forward two years later time to write lyrics like oh i would have said this thing you know right. what i'm 35 now i was 20 when i wrote that thing it's here's nope it needs to be this now and so it's like these two phases of relearning and unlearning i guess you know the old stuff which i which was a great experience honestly like i can say even just personally i i feel like i grew a lot in the process so that's awesome no that's cool because i think it's i think it's interesting that you weren't you didn't feel necessarily beholden enough to the older sound to to not sort of push forward you know yeah i think had we had we not written an abstraction which it's very interesting you say it this way right um because Realis was the record where we decided to just say, screw it, we're going to do whatever we want and write, like, weird art music. But we were still, you know, it was our first record on Face Down. Uh, the songs are all three to four minutes long, and they have choruses. We, we love to say we were really experimenting, but we weren't. We were trying to fit it within a thing. But In Abstraction is where we were just like, we're going to do whatever we want because we're not touring. Right. Had we not done that, I think even though we did that and then nothing for 10 years, it still, I think, left the door open for us to feel like we could do whatever we want on this record. I think had it been Realis and then nothing and then we got back, I, yeah, I, this is the first time I'm, I'm thinking about this prompted by you, but I think it would have been more difficult trying to thread that needle than, than it was now. So, yeah. Right. I also think maybe having the whole, like, you didn't just sort of, because one thing I've noticed with a lot of bands that have gone away and sort of come back, you know, because we are, we are sort of living in this world now where a lot of our favorite bands are starting to right. to return, but maybe not necessarily in the sense that you'd be used to, 
Uh, and I think the reason that a lot of bands will sort of stick to that older or the, that that throwback sound is because they're gonna tour. Right. No, that's you know what a really I mean. Point. They're gonna right. go out on the road. They're gonna want to sell nostalgic T-shirts. Their the, their whole platform is, hey, you remember us? You know, that, that felt good. That felt good, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like that? Because we're gonna come to your town really soon, and we're gonna do that. Yeah. And we, you know, you guys don't have to have tests at the door anymore. You know, or anything right, exactly. like that. You know. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed that too, there was a new, um, there's a new Oceano track that dropped uh, a couple of days ago, and it was, I mean, it totally blew me away because I had actually hadn't since I left the other podcast, I kind of had been on more of a post-hardcore kick than a, mm-hmm. than a metal kick, and uh, that sort of reawakened, you know, that side of me. Yeah. And I remember just being like, you know, really blown away by that because it, it was so how I remembered it, just e- like even though it was a new song, frozen in time. Yes, uh, and you know, but they also, you know, they, they threw a lot of like newer elements into it too that I was really into it. I think that's why it was like a perfect track for me because I liked, I like to hear a progression, but I also like to hear the thing that I'm used to hearing because I every time I recognize something, my brain tells me I did a good job. I get a dopamine hit, yep, and yep. It, you know what I mean. It's all, it's it's all good from there, and uh, you know, and th- that's uh, obviously this this new release does sort of remind me more of uh in abstraction um reminds me of doesn't sound exactly the same as oh good that's good um, to, that's good to know well because that record was was definitely i don't want to say it was it, okay light and breezy isn't really the word to use because it wasn't like you guys decided to put a chill pop album out right like or or anything like that but it was definitely more of more in that like post metal post hardcore yeah um, now more post metal than post hardcore because like I don't know I listen to stuff like Cult of Luna and, and yeah I mean that's like, like our number one yeah. influence yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> surprise um, surprise <laughs> yeah so like I I remember I I loved that record because I was like you know uh, I kind of felt the same way you guys did I was like the world doesn't really necessarily need another post hardcore band yeah you know what I mean and, yeah and, yeah exactly yeah so it's cool that you guys were able to sort of carve that sound out and i'm i'm was actually like kind of giddy whenever i i heard it and i was like okay so they're like they're basically picking back up sort of fr- from where they left off you know instead of it being a uh just a, a retread um, yeah i appreciate i i'm really grateful to hear that because i am i am a little nervous i'm not gonna lie but you know, part of part of what helps us is not just what I said about like the realists. Have you stopped after that thing? Or, you know, and it's not even just that like we didn't tour or sorry that we're not going to tour or something like that, which helps us still be able to do it. But like, perfectly honest, that we didn't sell a ton of records. Right? We were always sure. this weird band in the island of misfit toys. Um, so yeah, the the I don't even feel. Um, uh, uh, tempted to do that, right? And like the the goal really was explicitly like I want this, however it's going to work. I want this to sound like the logical progression of what this band would have done after an abstraction, but with the knowledge of all the stuff that has happened since 2011. And like that was my like mission statement goal. And I hope I hope we pulled it off. Um, uh, but maybe there's if if we've got more in us, maybe we'll take that even further but i feel yeah. like we aim we tried to aim to do that um and i think we pulled it off i don't know but yeah. it's good to hear so thank you yeah well i'm gonna listen to it on my like ridiculous audio file speakers uh here later and sort of get 
you know, a little bit more. And then, you know, I'll send you a totally unsolicited, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't ex explanation. There's one thing that I heard you say about feeling like, you know, I wanted to sound like we picked up where we left off. Was that always the case or did, did that ever feel somewhat, maybe even a little bit limiting, like almost feeling like you had to... That, that you had to sound a certain way or was it just a legit i want to sound that way and this is my mission statement yeah interesting you know let's say there's a future timeline where we're all still here and uh um sure. we're doing this again for another record in like three years i could see myself at that point saying aha now we're really actually moving on and doing something different um because part of it was a bit of an insecurity, not so much of like the worry of, oh, are people gonna like this? Or we gotta we gotta sound like exactly like that so that we get fans. Cause again, as I said, like I I know who who likes us out there. Like we've got a thing. And somehow these people still talk to us after 10 years. And right. like, I am so grateful for that. But like I know what I know I know they'll like it, right? It's it's in this wheelhouse. So I'm not worried about that. Um, I am worried about me. <laughs> I'm worried oh, about yeah. me trying to figure out how to do this again. So I think if there is an element of that, it's it was probably not consciously dealt with and more me, my insecurities of like, I need to make sure I can still do something like this. And there's a very easy template that like, at least it's written in pencil that I can erase and write over in pen. But like, I can do that, you know? And, and, you know, overall, you know, as I said, Hoferum has a sound like, you know, yeah. it, it sounds like this are typically, you know, we play chord structures like this. Our instrumentation is like that. Um, so that that is definitely a continuation. And maybe that's what we'd blow up in the future. But um, yeah, it, so I guess it, in a roundabout way to answer your question, um, I don't think it was... I would say it was more probably of an anxiety thing my, for myself um, that maybe, maybe it'll change, but like uh, I maybe was overstating it when I said a mission statement, but, um, but it's, oh, it's okay. definitely, it was there, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, and what you say here isn't going to, you know, close the door, you know, in the future, yeah, right, for, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, everybody's going to come and be like, I don't know. You were on that podcast with that, with that guy <laughs> that, you know, and, and he, and he, you said mission statement. Yeah. No, but, uh, but no, I totally get that. I mean, I'm, I'm very much going through the same thing uh, with this podcast of like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people are, people are used to a certain thing from me, which is usually to talk shit about albums. And I launched this new podcast and, you know, you're like four episodes in and like, there's, you know, the most recent one is like me sitting down talking to a buddy about like me and him being depressed while we were listening to a specific record and how that record brought us yeah. out of depression. And people are yeah. kind of like, dude, just tell me if it's good or not. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I think it's kind of implied, you know, that, yeah, I, that, yeah. I, that at least that I think that it's good, you know. Yeah. And uh, but people aren't used to that. They're used to sort of rapid fire, you know, like if right. we if we did episodes like if we did an episode on a hope for home i would start it off like you know okay here's this record this record this record each record would get like maybe five to seven minutes of a thumbs up and thumbs down you know type right. of reaction and um it that was sort of like a i want to make a radical change but i also don't want to like feel like i have to make a radical change totally. if i don't if i don't want to you know so i and i'm still kind of up in the air with that you know well i do think that you know this this is a cool idea that like 
you know, it, it's not that there's nothing of worth in that form, but like we have a lot of pot, we have a lot of media forms of people rating albums. You know, correct. We correct. don't have a ton of media forms of people being like, you know, art is an is an aesthetic experience. It's also a deeply like pre linguistic like expression of you know human sociality like that. And there's no end to exploring that. So that you know, I. Yeah, yeah you never run out of yeah. you never run out of content. You never run yeah. out of bands to talk about or you know albums to talk about. Yeah, you know yeah. Um, you can have sort of that that micro interaction versus the the totally. macro the macro overview. You know, um, so yeah, but yeah, it definitely is hard sort of the, to to be like okay, well I sound like this or this is what I do. This is what people expect. You know, because when you move from one thing to another thing, it's like you you already sort of have this like baked in you know, audience, but at the same time, you also feel to a certain extent sort of beholden to that, you yeah. know, to that audience. No, absolutely. I mean, I would say we did that early on with in abstract or blah, 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 with um, Everlasting Man to Ray Alice where, yeah. and like consciously where we like literally in the van had this conversation we're having right now. Like, you know, we can't just keep pretending that we want to be under oath <laughs> right right do something else and it was like some people will stay with us and a lot of people will leave and it, it, i guess it's fine you know yeah um, and i'm i'm glad we did you know we've still sold more records of the everlasting man than anything else um i think it's the most sort of commercially uh, what's the word i'm looking for like viable yeah, viable like, thing yeah. Um, and it was also, I think, importantly, at a moment at which that scene hadn't yet totally run out of steam, but, like, there was a thing there. Um, but, like, you know, we'll we'll take who we will take. And also, like, every other band who's made a big change like this is, I feel like, sort of said the same thing. You know, I think of a band like Thrice, right? How radically different their recent output is from, you know, let alone you know, the illusion of safety, something like Visu that had like drop a, you know, like riffs and stuff. Right. And, and right. they've always said, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll lose some of those other fans, but we'll gain other fans here. But also importantly, there will be people who get it. And that, and that's what we're trying to do. Like we have this thing that we're trying to tell people. And if people only want to hear this tiny part of it, they don't get it. And right. Right. You know, like they, the people that get the whole thing, they will they will stay with us. They will keep going. And I guess that's the that's the goal, right? The best example of that that I can think of is uh, like Shane Oshner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who you know started off as you know in, in a very specific genre, you know? When when with hands, it was like, okay, we're gonna we're, we are you know <laughs> we're the premier we're the premier post metal band for this scene right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then um you know it was interesting and then you know hands disbands and you get everything in slow motion and it's like you know he's sort of sort of transitioning out of that and now the dude's making the like catchiest rock songs i've ever heard you and know it's, like and it's <laughs> so clearly still the guy from hands like when you oh, listen yeah. to everything it's clearly that shane like yep. that is obviously shane but like uh, I, I was with him when he got his first tattoo, and it was a, a Jimmy Eat World tattoo. I'm like, that guy likes Jimmy Eat World. And I can tell when I hear everything in slow motion. I right. had no idea when he was in hands. He was like, I'm going to get a Jimmy Eat World tattoo. We were on tour. And I was like, you? 
<laughs> right. It's my favorite band in the world. <laughs> right. But there I see it. I see it. I see he, that's the thing, you know, and people who like early hands and like everything in slow motion, they get it, you know, they, yeah. aha, there's a thing here I get, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, honestly, one of the best sort of transitions out of a sound into a new sound and still being the same level of captivating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I interviewed him about a little bit after I did uh, our interview a couple of years ago. I think him and I just talked about hum for like an hour and a half. Though. Oh, like, yeah. It was just, you know, like, it, it literally started off with, yeah, 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 your new record. Great. Yeah. So, you know who else has a new record? Hum. You know, like, and, that record yeah, is sort of, so good, by the way. Oh, oh my God. I still, so I still listen to it. I've been telling people it's my album of the year, even though they're like, do you know this came out two years ago? I'm like, the years <laughs> don't, the years don't matter anymore. It's still 2020. I mean, it still know. totally is. We're, you know, just now sort of, sort of getting out of the house. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, here, here, here at the hour mark, is there anything else about this record that that people should know? Man, um, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm curious to see what it's like releasing this on our own on Bandcamp, especially after years of doing nothing, um, not having a, a PR person anymore. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not super worried. I'm. I'm like worried about it, but like. You know, we we had a debate, and like when you talk with Jason, Jason, we're still in great terms with Jason from Face Down, and like love all those people, and they were willing to work with us, but we were just like we we kind of want a fresh break. We kind of want to like do this thing and do our own thing now, yeah. knowing full well that means that like we're basically starting at ground zero. Um, but so I guess I would just hope that if people listen and if people like it, they dope people but also that like they can see that like i don't know that maybe there's a sort of musical aesthetic break that i was talking about a minute ago between everlasting man and realis where we became the band that we would become yeah and maybe it's overdetermined because of just the the distance of years but maybe that people would see that this is our attempt to maybe make another kind of break into being a different kind of band in the 2020s uh releasing music differently um but also what you know what does it mean to write heavy-ish music uh in this kind of like totally digital bandcamp post uh christian metal scene world right right, right. um in that you know i don't know th- there's a version that like i was always really excited to to say weird references of inspiration in our earlier records because it felt like no one else in the scene was listening to those kinds of bands. And, you know, you're, you you feel good when you're like 21 and you know a band before someone else. Like, oh yeah, have you ever heard a band called ISIS? Uh, we're, you know, this kind of thing, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but now that doesn't work anymore with a completely decentralized, totally, you know, just streaming world that we're in. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of rambling, but I guess I would say maybe I hope that people can see that this is maybe hopefully a first step into a kind of like a hope for home 2.0. And if we yeah. if we can keep sort of doing something to stick with us and um, see that, you know, if this works, we're, we're excited to take it maybe even into weirder places. And I don't know. See, see what happens. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. You can get get uh, sort of weird with it. You know, uh, yeah, it's funny too. I was thinking 
too how like with everything being all digital do you remember how cool it was to recommend a band to a friend but then like what you were really asking was for you guys to hang out and yeah, listen yeah. to this record and now when you recommend a band to somebody and you like don't say anything for like a week and then you talk to them again and they're like uh, they're like oh i haven't listened to it yet or whatever and you're like what is your excuse <laughs> for not listening to this Two yet seconds. you know like click on the thing. yeah literally, literally click on it you know you're, you're gonna make a snap judgment about it within the first 30 seconds anyway i know you yeah. are so like you know just give it give it a shot uh it, that is just it's so wild to sort of go back to complaining about the internet for a minute yeah and not to yeah and, not, and also not to you know talk like a boomer but like to bemoan it yeah you're you're totally right like recommending a band back then yes there's my very uh bad faith case which is like i want to sound cool and that like i knew the cool band before you but your your case is i think more apt right it's right it's like i discovered this thing and i want to share it with you and there's this whole other world over here that bands sound like this and isn't this cool look the album art's different yeah. and all these guys are from this scene in boston or seattle and look at that that let's share let's share this thing right and every time i my spotify playlist which is very good yeah it knows my tastes better it than knows I do. you yeah and i hear a song i really like and i text a spotify link to a friend and they're like oh cool or they don't listen and then th that's all <laughs> or the uh the thumbs up yeah cool just the thumbs up response yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time um well, no, that's it's, it. it's been reduced to just that. So you know, I and that that needs to maybe to to to, to backtrack and to connect it to the, your last question. That has to change. That we have to do something about that. Like this, it's totally been colonized and taken over by this. Like we have to figure out. And I'm not proposing a vanguard, you know, something here, but like, you know, we like people like music and people enjoy it. Like we have to. Uh, I want to, I would love to figure out a way to still have that kind of discovery moment again, not totally governed by the algorithm and, you know, my playlist or something like that. Um, Thank you so. for using the word discovery, you know, because yeah. like it is, uh, th there's so much more to the experience of hearing something because one of the biggest things always for me and what I've been sort of doubling down on is like when you're listening to, a, especially a nostalgic record for you personally it's like you're not listening to that record in a totally hardcore you are literally re-experiencing a piece of your life <laughs> you yep. know yep. and um it is an it is an absolutely just euphoric type of feeling uh, i mean unless it's something that reminds you of a really bad time in your life <laughs> in which case you get very triggered but for whatever <laughs> reason you you return to i've sort of dealt with both but um you know, it, it is it, it is so much more. M music is so much more than just than, than just notes and 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 you know waveforms and, and and that sort of thing. And yeah, I'm trying I'm I'm trying to capture that after five years of just listening to a band and making a snap judgment about it. Absolutely, like, like that was that was cool. That was fun. But um, you you do that for five years, it's like, oh my god, do, I don't do I. Do I do I like music? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and this, um, this this is super naive and optimistic. Um, actually, just on my band's podcast, I had someone on who sort of had a similar conversation about this. Requoted this sort of French uh, French theorist, philosopher, psychoanalyst uh, Felix Guattari, um, 
sort of in the 60s, around the time I was talking about um, our, the last song on our record, The Beach Beneath the Street. He's sort of writing at this time. But he sort of has this thing where, you know, everyone's sort of witnessing kind of the commercialization and takeover of, of all of culture. And it's super naive. And I don't know if this is true. I want it to be true. But it sounds too optimistic and naive. And he says that, like, music is the one thing that is really resistant to being sort of taken over by the total just marketization and commercialization and commodification um, than other things like photography or, you know, film or something like this, right? Um, and there's a version of this, like, that has to be true. I mean, music is, like, it's ancient. It's this pre-linguistic, you know, I've... I'm a nerd and I read about this stuff. Like there are theories that like language actually emerged after music, that music was like pr this proto language and that's how we like communicated. And then it only later got crystallized into like words with sentences and logic or something like this. Right. Um, on the other hand, it, it just, it feels too optimistic and easy. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's something to it that I'm like, it's gotta be true. And uh, I've given up for a better way to, to, to conclude all that. I've given up on any hope that I will ever be able to see a cool new movie uh, that's not just Marvel or some rebooted, you know, mm -hmm. franchise yeah. thing in the cinema. That's over. That's done. It's over. It's done. Um, music can't be totally right. It can't be right. No, right. I, I don't. I you mean just sort of sort of just become a rehash? I mean, because I think it is. We like we, there was a big argument on our Discord server earlier today about this. Like not like not specifically this, but just like uh, so there there was a music uh, a, a music YouTuber talking about um, you know that that like the reason why radio music and and, and heavily commercial my commercialized music sounds so stagnant because if you go back to like the sixties and seventies, bands were still innovative but still very largely commercially yes. successful, um, and so. You know what is it? What is it with now? You know why? Why is it now, uh, sort of, sort of the same way? Like, and, and I think really what it comes down to is, you had an entire generation of people that were so in love with music, that they never wanted that music to stop. Mm -hmm. And so, how do you become successful as a band? You know, you mentioned like, yeah, we wanted to stop pretending like we were under oath, or we wanted to be under oath, right? Um, and that's sort of sort of that same same sort of mindset of and if we go with this sing scream post hardcore sound, sure we'll add our own spin to it. But you know people are more likely to check this out than our than our, than our sprawling post metal opus. You know that that we want to write, uh, and, and because you know that you're going to get a better reaction from people because people recognize that sound. Right. 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 You know, and you know, a guy like me is going to recognize an abstraction, you know, like easily, very, you know, very easily, but but typically not. So you apply that sort of same concept to radio rock, and you know, because I used to joke, or you know, and I've said even as recently as this past year, I was like, every every rock band on the radio is Nirvana. Yeah, they're, no, they're the last band, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like everyone knows that that it's oh, Nirvana was the end, rock ended there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's it's it's all completely over, you know, and yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like you've got, you know, and the only way that you could really get ahead is to be sort of a sort of a expert songwriter, you know, right, um, right. again, uh, Jane Oshner, you know, like yeah. he I don't even really like traditional rock music that much. 
Uh, but the way he does it, I do enjoy it. You know, so like it, to be able to sort of bridge that gap. Now you could go into my psyche and be like, would you really listen to everything in slow motion if you weren't a huge post metal fan and you didn't love hands? You know, I don't know the answer to that. You know, but uh, you know, when you apply that sort of to radio rock, this is the sort of the music like the you know that's why we see like uh, pop punk sort of reemerging and new metal reemerging and yeah, stuff. Is it's right. it's very much like we're all excited about it. You know, with all that throwback stuff we were talking about earlier. You know, I'm I'm really excited that I got to watch Limp Biscuit play. You know, Lollapalooza, right? Um, because yeah. it because it was rad and it was fun. But even yeah. e- even even Fred Durst, like he he got it. Yeah, he's so to- he he's played, leaning into the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. he plays. Yeah. So he he kind of played with it a little bit. He's like he's like he's like I know what's actually going on here. Like I get it and I get why the joke's funny. But let's all have a good time anyway. Yeah. You let's know? just have fun. Yeah. yeah. And so there is you know there is that sort of we're all trying to immortalize a part of our life that for whatever reason we thought was ideal. And I think that's why we tend to repeat sort of the same the, the same music and the same sounds and stuff right. it's it's become music has become less about discovery and more about um it has become more about like i said earlier recreating a piece of your life and so and it, it's when i describe it like that it sounds really sweet like yeah you know of course that that's what you want but then at the other side of it you know music is an art form and an art form only survives through innovation yeah yeah and and so and it's not that there aren't innovative bands this is what the actual argument on discord was about is that, oh there's tons of innovative bands you can go on van camp and you can find yes of course obviously there there's the world is it's filled with people doing new and exciting and wonderful things those people are also only going to ever sell albums on Bandcamp. A hundred percent. It's too fractured. It's too big. Yeah. It's it's too the it's too everything is is neat micro focused. You know, like the mass culture thing is over. The Beatles a- appealed to, like, you know, I don't want to say everybody, but like, you know, for to be hyperbolic, everybody, right? Yeah. Right. That era is it's over. You know, because yeah. I because I like post metal, and I like thrash. Up until 1980, you know, right? Like, I yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 and and especially with like tags and stuff, how we can you you can go so far into your interest too. And I think that's something interesting too is that you talk about mainstream, but like mainstream numbers aren't what they used to be. Mm, even those, right, right? Because again, we all have access, mm-hmm. so we we can very easily through through hashtags and through genre names and and through uh, algorithmic recommendations. We, you know, our, our our Spotify knows who we are better, more than we do, you know, in the mm-hmm. sense of, of like, it's going to pick a song and, and, and there's about a, a 96% chance that I'm going to like it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with that, I think that the, really the, the, the populace at large is also splintered just like the music scene is, which is why these mainstream acts, they're pulling really, really good numbers, but... There, there's also a huge portion of the population that's just off doing their own thing, Absolutely. and I think that's, I think that's cool too, you know. I don't know where I was going with that, but there's just some observations that. I mean, I like you know, I I liked some of the the. I mean, we're a band that got back together, so I can't I can't critique it. I, no, it. You know, <laughs> like no, but, but yeah, I like a lot of it. You know, some bands getting like that. Hum record is is incredible. Yeah, it's probably their best record, honestly. It really is. Um, it is uh, so it is so heavy from yeah. being you know not a quote unquote heavy band like yeah. it just absolutely blows me away and there's there's definitely like 
I'm always going to be fighting that battle, you know, as far as like, I need to always be pushing myself to check out new music. And then I turn around and start a podcast about talking about, you know, nostalgic sort of, sort of memories uh, about albums. But that's why I did the rediscovering thing. So like, if I decide to review the new Hope for Home record, I'm probably going to call it like discovering you, you know, oh, I love that, and I love and, that. and that sort of thing, and anything that's nostalgia is going to be rediscovering, you know, and so that's sort of the you know, hopefully, hopefully in like a year, I'll start feeling like a cool kid again and knows what's going on, you know, in the cutting edge of, of music, but um, no, I I I really uh, I'm really excited from the you know, and like I said, I I haven't heard the record in its finished version yet. I'm uh, but I'm I'm really 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 excited with what I heard, and Thanks, I, man. I want um. I definitely want people to check it out, obviously. And do we know uh, about when when it's coming? September second should be posted to Bandcamp. Should be posted to Bandcamp September second. Um, and maybe a not a comp, not like a cool video, but like a, just an animated video thing. Um, we're you know we're, we'll we'll put it everywhere. Um, I know that's you know not always the best thing for some people to say but like whatever it's gonna be on spotify it'll be on apple it'll be hopefully eventually all be on youtube with videos and mainly our band camp it will be the will be the spot awesome uh any physical release or just digital for now now? just digital um we are still i know it's been years we're still in the process of trying to finalize this realis vinyl order the vinyl market is insane right now it's ridiculous yeah. um but like that's all of our that's all of our candy money is going to that um but if this does okay and there's something um it's not going to be a double vinyl which is half of the problem with realis is that it has to be a double vinyl um, it's too long yeah it's too long it's too long um i would love to put out a physical copy um of years of silicon um if it comes out it will not be for a little bit but um hey if you want it uh tell your friends about it tell them about yeah it. <laughs> most uh yeah i was gonna say most most vinyl collectors are used to waiting like i got um i just got one of the furnace fest vinyls from last year i just got it from the from like, the like, reunion like, yeah, like two yeah. weeks like two weeks ago yeah like yeah. that's how long it took them to, you know you're getting all the emails from merch now like we're sorry uh they have not pressed it yet you know like and you're like yep. okay cool and it's funny because i actually stopped collecting vinyl about three or four months ago uh and just because i was like i i just it, it's really cool to have i understand the appeal i totally get it uh i just don't want to pay that much for it sure you know it's, like yeah. it, it's it's just one of those one of those frustrations but then i keep getting all these like and I also realized how much money I was like spending on vinyl because like I'm still getting those records even though I don't even <laughs> From, like, I don't even staggered. yeah I don't collect anymore but yeah I, like I got a Z- I, I waited the longest I waited was like a year and a half for a Zao record oh my god you know to to yeah. come and I was like really like I, w- I was totally stoked whenever it came and then I was like well I don't really know what to do with it now you know I don't even I don't even have my turntable set up or or anything <laughs> um, I guess I'll just use that free Bandcamp code and just. Yeah you know listen to it digitally which i right. guess i could have just done in the first place <laughs> but um but very cool man i i really appreciate you taking the time out thanks for having me uh, on to, uh, yeah. yeah this was this was super fun and, i uh, i had a blast we should uh we should definitely do like a um what i what we should do later on is pick a record Ooh. that you're nostalgic about and you got to get, and you, you don't have to do it right now. These things take time. But pick a record that you're nostalgic about, 
and bring your story game. I'm so, I love this idea. I'm so in. I'm so in. Yeah. I'll think about it. Cool. Cool. That is perfect. Uh, guys, I'm going to have all of the links in the show notes for this. And um, again, I just want to thank Matt for, for talking and um, giving uh, giving the, the best, you know, sort of sort of preparation for what you're about to hear because honestly like th- th- these are the best sort of sort of I don't want to use the word explanation because you're not justifying <laughs> you know the record but uh, I-, I like these sort of these sort of overviews and sort of exploring the ideas and things because I think going into a record like this with context really enhances the in- the enjoyment of it and uh, so thank you very very much for that and uh, I will see you guys in the outro and thank you guys so much for sticking around to hear me talk a little bit more in the outro a hope for home years of silicon comes out september 2nd 2022 on the band's Bandcamp page, which is a hopeforhome.bandcamp.com. I'll leave a link down below that you can check out. I'm really excited about this record. This is not like a paid advertisement or just like a promotional thing. I, I really enjoyed sort of picking Matt's brain on a lot of things that I've been thinking about, and we had sort of the happy accident of a lot of that sort of coinciding with some of the ideas and frustrations that went into making Years of Silicon, at least lyrically. So I hope you guys really love that. I enjoy participating in it. Make sure to check these guys out if you haven't checked them out before. They're one of my favorite bands, even back whenever they were more of a post-hardcore band, but they sort of morphed into one of the best post-metal bands that I like currently. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be getting this record after 10 years. On the podcast front, this is episode 5 of 20. And whenever I say 5 of 20, I don't mean I'm going to stop after 20 episodes, but I am going to break this podcast up into seasons, which means you'll get 20 episodes for season 1, 20 episodes for season 2, and there'll be about a month break between seasons. So really, if you think about it, I'm only taking off probably two months out of the year. But this is sort of essential to keep me from just totally burning out or feeling overworked, you know, in, in all of that. Uh, part of part of transitioning to this new podcast, the idea was to sort of enjoy life a little bit more and not be so focused on the grind of it. But uh, that doesn't mean for a minute that I'm not going to keep going uh, with content after after a season. It's You're looking at like maybe a two to three week, maybe a month long gap uh, between episodes being posted. But it'll be quite a while, so uh, enjoy it. And uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app that you're using. Maybe leave me a review if you feel so inclined. I want to personally thank the people that have signed up for the Patreon. Uh, that was that was huge for me, and, and I really appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, it means the world, and it sort of helps me get this off the ground to take care of some of those upfront expenses that comes with sort of starting a new podcast. And um, one of my favorite things about this podcast, beyond just doing it and recording it, is chatting with you guys on the Discord server. Uh, We have a Discord server for DFT's Dungeon that is pretty active. Uh, I can't keep up with it half the time. There's so much conversation going on on that server pretty much all hours of the day and night. 
and um and, and i love it and if you guys want to be a part of that community there'll be a link in my show notes for this episode that's just a straight invite to discord so definitely i encourage you to sign up uh so that we can chat and we can share memes and we can talk about music and uh if you're looking for the podcast online obviously you can find me at uh www.dftdungeon.com and uh, you can send me an email at dftdungeon at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook under DFT Dungeon, Twitter under DFT9000, and uh, also on Instagram under DFT Dungeon. So that's all I've got for you this week. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you next week.